there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to it. We hope and pray that you will be edified and Christ would be glorified. If you do like us, we ask that you please share us with your friends and family and tell them how you found us and in what format that you're listening to. We're on many different podcasting apps out there and as well we have a lot of people go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com all one word all lowercase and listen to it there and so whatever's convenient for you that's that's great please make sure you like us and, and hit that like button and and follow us so that you get an alert that we have released our weekly podcast we try to release our podcast every saturday uh, afternoon Chicago time zone uh, between 3 and 5 in the evening so and the afternoon I guess I really should say so anyway again thank you for listening we know we have supporters uh, more and more uh, prayer support that's great we have a page on our uh, web page as well a link there that you can click on and there are people there who have emailed in and asked for prayers and please if you're a prayer warrior I, I want to encourage you to go to that web page and, and look at those people's names and, and add them to your prayer list. That would be really great as well. There's also uh, people financially supporting us from time to time. We want to thank them uh, for their financial support. Without them, we cannot pay the bills and, and put this out across uh, the Internet and around the world. We do have listeners uh, from all over the world. And I've lost count, uh, 75, 80, somewhere in their countries now have hit, uh, have hits on our podcast and downloads. And that's great. We're, we're glad that uh, God is allowing us to, to spread his word. If you have a Bible, I want to encourage you to open it up and follow along. I'm a firm believer that uh, we need to find all of our answers in the Bible. And if not, uh, then it's not from God. I would like to by reading a scripture here. It's Psalm 104, Psalm 104, verses 8 through 12. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Update. It says, The mountain rose, the valley sank down to the place which you established for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass over, so that they will not return to cover the earth. He sends forth springs in the valleys. They flow between the mountains. They give drink to every beast in the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. Verse 12. Beside them the birds of the heaven dwell, and they lift up their voices among the branches. Verse 13. He waters the mountain from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruits of his work. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the labor of man, so that he brings forth food from the earth, and wine which makes man's heart glad, so that he may make his face glisten with oil and food which sustains man's heart. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon which he planted, where the birds nest, and the stork whose home is in the fir trees. And this psalm is... is, is about creation you can read the entire thing it is it's a beautiful psalm I like the book of Psalms David uh, really did have a, a heart after God 
Well, today is going to be the first of four in a series that we're going to talk about. And we did have a, a listener uh, email me and ask me about creation and whatnot. And he thought, uh, did God really create everything? And so I want to kind of try to, to address that. And I, I've kind of got some stuff together. And so we're, the first one that we're going to talk about is Made in Holy Dirt. Made in Holy Dirt. That will be the title for today's podcast. Again, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. We're going to be uh, in the book of Genesis here to begin with, chapter 1, the very first chapter of the Bible. And it says, uh, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. On the first day He spoke, Let there be light. And there was light. On the second day he spoke, and he created the sky, or, or the atmosphere, above the earth. On the third day he spoke, and dry land appeared, and plants and trees began to grow. On the fourth day he spoke, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky. And the sun, and the moon, and the stars came into existence. On the fifth day... He spoke the waters filled with living creatures and the sky with birds. And on the sixth day he spoke and animals walked on the earth, livestock and the wild animals. So kind of a little outline of each day, uh, what happened and what occurred. And we might talk more about this later, but the question is, did it really only take six days that we uh, know us today, literal days that God created. And then my understanding of the scripture is, yes, it was six days. To say that God took thousands of years, if that's what he wanted to do, that's fine. But if he is the ultimate power and creator of the entire universe, and he just merely speaks stuff into existence, he could do it in that time frame. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our own likeness. And let them rule over the fish in the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Chapter 2 verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. You see, everything else that God created, I mean, go, listen really close here, and go back and, and write this down if you're taking notes. He merely spoke, and they appeared. The sky, the birds, the trees, whatever. He just said, let it be, and there it was. But however, when God created man, he climbed down into the mud and got his hands dirty. You see, nothing else in all of creation required, nothing else in all of creation called for that degree of attention, that depth of involvement by God. The reason was simple. Man was the only created being on earth that was formed by God. Man was the only created being made in the image of God. 
evolutionists state they believe there is no divine in man, just dirt. They, they tell us that man gradually evolved from lower life forms, that they will tell us that life was just an accident and, and man is nothing more than the higher order of animal. To, to evolutionists, you and I are, are just animals born out of chaos. Uh, the lack of any real reason to exist. We have no higher purpose. We, we have no value beyond being a scientific curiosity. But the Bible tells us this is not true. You are not just dirt. Evolution may see us as one step above the apes, but Scripture sees us as one step beneath angels. You and I are not like the other creations of God. We're not like apes, we're not like chimps, we're not like the orangutans. We are a special creation. We are made in the image of God. That is what makes us special and creation. We are made in the image of God. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. The first one is because you're made in the image of God. You have been built in value. If for that reason alone, you are worth something. Norman uh, Peel, I believe that's how he pronounces his name, he, he, he wrote a book called Power of Positive Thinking. Told of seeing a, a tattoo parlor in Hong Kong in a window that were displayed samples of tattoos that were available. And on the chest of ar arms or whatever, you could have tattooed an anchor, a flag, a mermaid, whatever. But he says this in his book, what struck me with force were three words that could be tattooed on one's flesh. Born to lose. He goes on to say, I entered the shop in astonishment and pointed to those and, and pointed to those words and asked the Chinese tattoo artist, Does anyone really have that terrible phrase born to lose tattooed on their bodies? And he replied, the tattooist replied and said, yes, sometimes. The writer says, I, I just can't believe that, that anyone in his right mind would do that. The Chinese man simply tapped his forehead and, and broken English and said before, tattoo on body, tattoo on mind. So in other words, what you think you are shapes who you are. If you think that you're born to lose with no purpose or no value, this is how you're going to live your life. But if you realize that you have this value, you will tend to live up to that image. You've been made in the image of God. He has the authority to say that you have value and that you have worth. No matter what happens to you, no no matter what you've done in your life, no matter how many bad decisions you have made, 
From the moment of conception, you are still created in the image of God. But how do you know that you have value? Well, let's say that you have a, an old item for sale that maybe I might be interested in. And, and I come over and ask you what that antique item might be worth and or what you're willing to sell it for. And you might want, let's say, a 15000 American dollars. And I ask you, well, how come you want so much for that? And your response would say, well, I want $15,000 because... This item has a deep sentimental value to you. Well, that might be nice, but this antique really has no sentimental value to me at all. And it's not worth that kind of money to me just because you think it should be worth that much. You might be sentimental over the antique piece, but I, well, I probably never would be. Okay? So it's not worth 15000 just because you say that it is. I think used car salesmen are that way. They, they think their cars are worth a lot more than they're really worth. But, but let, us, let us say, and, and, and let me tell you, well, it's worth 15000 but there are only a few made like this particular antique. And like all the other antiques that have gone for that kind of money in the past. So, now we're talking maybe a little different subject here. Why? Because that antique is how much somebody else was willing to pay for it. Something is worth only what somebody is willing to pay for it. There used to be an old uh, little news segment at the end of the local news uh, when I was growing up. And... They would have something, you know, does it really work? Is it really worth that much money? And they always would find some ad on TV or whatever. And they would play it and they would buy it and then they would test and review it. So, but how much, and most of the stuff they tested out was, you know, junk. But anyway, so how much are you worth? Well, God says that you're worth so much that he gave his only begotten son. Not only have you been created in God's image, you have been bought with a price. I'm headed to Leviticus chapter 19 verse 2. If you're following along in your Bible, we'll be there in a minute. You've been bought with a price, with the precious blood of Jesus. So, First, because you have been created by God in His image, you have value. Also, because you be, uh, have this responsibility that God has given you and me. You see, in evolution, there is no God to live up. There is no God uh, to have the image of. You're just simply an accidental uh, collection of matter. You who are, uh, and you can't help being who you are. You see, without the divine creator, without Jesus, all you have left is dirt. And as dirt, all, all you are left with is these animal instincts and emotions that are 
that are based on uncontrollable desires and lusts. Because if that is all you are, that's all you're ever going to be. And, and many people think like this. Uh, they will say that that is just how I am. Uh, I was born this way. There's a famous song. I was, you know, I can't help myself. Essentially, they are saying uh, they're just dirt and they're not divine. They are declaring, I was not formed by God, but some kind of goop. And this is what society continues to push on us. This is an agenda that is going on. They tell us, well, you can't help yourself. This is just simply the way you are. You were born to live a life controlled by your emotions your, and your appetites, and there's nothing that you can do to change it. So when things get too far out of whack because you have lived like that, you can just take a pill, uh, you can take this drug, or you can drink alcohol, or whatever, and it will just all go away. Or you can blame it on the environment around you. I can't help it because I was born in a certain neighborhood. But the Bible says, no. No, no, no. That is not true. You were created in the image of God. You were created to live a life that reflects your Creator God and believes you can change who you are and how you live. Notice here in Leviticus 19 what the Holy Spirit says. Leviticus 19, verse 2. Speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Wow. That's a command. I mean, that is God speaking to, to Moses to go tell the, the people of Israel this. Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And that's Jesus speaking. And then here on the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Therefore you are to be perfect, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Now, just a quick explanation here of the last verse. Uh, many people read this word perfect and, and think it means to be without sin. But in the Greek text here, in the Greek wording, it is used for perfection here in, in Matthew chapter 5 actually means something else. It means to be complete or to be mature. Uh, the same Greek word appears here in, in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14. If you've got a Bible, turn over there real quick. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have since trained the discern of good and evil. That word mature is the exact same Greek word used back in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, for perfect. So Jesus is telling us, he's telling uh, his creation, those who claim to be his disciple, his follower. He, Jesus is saying, grow up. Grow up and be like your father. Grow up and... Re and to reflect the image of your Father that is within you. 
The Bible teaches us good works cannot save us. We cannot earn our way to heaven by accumulating enough brownie points. We do not get to go past the pearly gates because we've been merciful. We do not earn a place in paradise by how nice we have been. We do not get into heaven just because. But if holiness does not get me into heaven, then why should I be holy? It's a good question. Why should I do good things? Another good question. But notice Jesus' response to that question. Back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, everything that we do, everything that we say, should reflect our Creator because you and I have been created in His image. You can tell people uh, who, who, who are at work, you can tell who they belong to sometimes by the garments that they wear. But let me explain maybe a little further. Maybe you go to the local market and you see somebody wearing a Pepsi uniform. Well, the odds are they probably work for Pepsi. Or the UPS delivery person. Uh, you would know that they work for UPS. You see, their employer has entrusted them with an image of their... We tend to judge their company, uh, how, how they conduct themselves... I want, I want to show, uh, share with you a true story. This story is told of a preacher that was traveling with his wife and had stopped at a restaurant for a meal. They just wanted to eat and be on their way. But an older gentleman walked over to their table and wanted to talk. And they really didn't feel like talking, but they were too polite to say so. What do you do for a living, the older man asked. I'm a preacher, was the reply. Well, then I have this story for you that you might find interesting. My mother wasn't married when I was born. When I started school, my, my classmates had a name for me, and it was not a very nice name. I used to go off by myself, both at at recess and during lunchtime because of the taunts of my playmates, which they really hurt me deeply. What was worse, what was going, going on downtown on Saturday afternoon and feeling every eye burning a hole right through you. They were all wondering who my real father really was. When I was about 12 years old, a new preacher came to our church. I would always go in late and slip out early. But one day the preacher said a, a benediction so fast that I got caught and had to walk out with the crowd. I could feel every eye in church on me. Just about the time I got to the door, I looked up and the preacher was looking right at me. Who are you, son? Whose boy are you? 
the new preacher asked him. If I if I felt all of the whole world's weight come weight coming down on me, it was like it was big black cloud, and even the preacher was putting me down. I thought. But as the preacher looked down on me, studying my face, he began to smile a, a recognition. He said, oh, wait a minute, he said. I know who you are. I see the family resemblance. You are a child of God. With that, he slapped me on my back and said, boy, you've got a great inheritance. Go and claim it. And at that, the old man got up and laughed. And when the preacher and his wife finished their meal, they went over to the cash register to pay their bill, and the waitress said, Do you know whom that old man was speaking to you? That was Ben Hooper, the former governor of Tennessee. And this is his hometown, and he retired here a few years ago. Just a few words from a preacher telling a young man, you see, that he was born in the image of God, changed his whole life. And it can change yours too. Everyone listening to this podcast was created in the image of God. And you too can claim your inheritance. It's there waiting for you. I certainly hope that you would really believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died for you and, and for your sins and that He rose on the third day. This is the Gospel. This is the whole Gospel signed up, uh, summed up death, burial, and resurrection. That is the good news, listeners. That we were created in God's image and because of our sin... We tarnished that image. And God came here in the form of a man, Jesus. And he took our place in punishment for those sins because he loved us that much. He wanted his image to be protected. I certainly hope that you are reflecting the light of Christ in your life to your family and your friends. We get emails occasionally asking where can we go to church. There's a lot of church buildings that are closed and may never reopen because of COVID. I noticed several church buildings for sale uh, here in this past week that we were uh, visiting a friend for a wedding in another community. And I I was shocked. I just couldn't believe it. And so... I certainly hope that you can find a, a, a solid Christian group that teaches the whole Bible, the complete Bible, and they actually use the Bible from Genesis 1 to your maps. I know there's a lot of groups that I've been around and they, they like just preaching or teaching uh, one subject basically in three or four different chapters of the Bible and they ignore the rest. We need to know the whole Bible, the entire Bible. And I've had many comments uh, come in telling us that uh, they appreciate the fact that we are using, we're practicing what we're preaching. We're covering a wide area of topics. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult. And so I would encourage you, to, if you've not listened to all of our podcasts, to go back and listen to some of them. Uh, 
I really think they would help you. And there's something that we can do to help. We would do our best. I cannot make promises, but I will do my best. Uh, we have some resources, other people uh, that support this, and maybe they could help. If you need prayers, please send us an email so we can put your name up on the prayer list. You may also contact us through our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. Again, all lowercase. And our email address is biblicalquestion, all one word, all lowercase, at juno.com. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I certainly appreciate that you've taken time out of your day to do so and that you'll tune in next week for part two uh, of this uh, idea of uh, creation and Adam and Eve. We're going to go back and in, in back into Genesis again next week and start there. Again, may God bless you and may He have the glory. Amen.